You're listening to Geeks Unleashed, a podcast that covers what's current in the world of pop culture. I'm Mark Brassington, and I'm in London. And I'm Jasmine in Texas. Hello, welcome to Geeks Unleashed. This is episode 86. As usual, I'm Mark. And I'm Jasmine. Um, oh. Obviously, I'm from the UK, and you are I'm all the way Texas. there. I actually ma- I mainly said that because of that jumper that you're wearing. <laughs> so, um, obviously, you look like you're in... Um, Walmart. I'm in my I, kitchen. Yes, I am in a Walmart uh, at the moment, hanging yeah. with my uh, Stay Puffed uh, Marshmallow friends here. Your homies. Yeah. Well, Wait, uh... which, there we go. Yeah. Oh, I love the fact that he's got the carrot. Like. No. Yeah, the umbrella through his nose. Oh, oh no, it's an umbrella. <laughs> Sorry, it looked like a big carrot. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. All right. So if you are watching us on YouTube, thank you so much. But please also remember to subscribe and like this video and to subscribe to our channel and click the, what do you call it, Mark? The the button, the ding, oh, the, the bell. Yeah, the bell, notification click, bell. Click the notification button so that you know when we upload new videos. Um, and if you are listening on your favorite podcast platform, we appreciate that as well. We would also love it if you could give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or Spotify. Awesome. Also, spoiler warning, uh, we, we are definitely going to be spoiling everything about oh, all of the Ghostbusters today. So we're, we're talking about Ghostbusters Afterlife this week, um, after the news and after the other stuff that we talk about. Uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife is what we're talking about this week. So yes, and we're going to spoil the crap out of it. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. I mean, most people hopefully have seen it by now. We are a little bit late. It yeah, came out like a it, but came I mean, like it just came ago. out on digital, which is how we saw it. So yeah, it came yeah. out on digital at the beginning mm-hmm. of January. So there's plenty of time for people to catch up if you have not seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we jump into any news, uh, have you had a good week? Yeah, it. I am very glad that the week is done. I am very much looking forward to the weekend. Um, mm-hmm. Even though I'm doing kind of boring stuff this weekend, I am taking like a very, very small, like investing class. I, I want to learn how to do that kind of stuff. So that is on my agenda for the weekend. Um, I did do some reading this week, which it's oh, yeah. an extremely inappropriate title. And it oh, was God. so completely ridiculous, but I loved it so much. It is a manga. <laughs> I can't it, read it. I can't. It's, it's too gl- glossy. Dirt, dick, dick Fight Island. Is that what it says? That is exactly what it says. Oh, okay. It right. is a manga called Dick Fight Island. It is about <laughs> this group of islands that each island has a ruler, and all of the rulers come together and they fight in this tournament once every four years. Mm-hmm for like to see who is going to be king of all of the islands um it is basically like a battle royale and since it is titled dick fight island the point (laughs) is that all of the fighters uh have their manhood covered now if you're listening to the podcast you can't see this cover but they have their manhood covered in all kinds of like crazy spiky armor Mm -hmm. and uh the point is Whoever ejaculates first loses. So last guy standing that didn't get a little happy uh, gets to become king of these islands. It is the most ridiculous book I've ever read in my entire life. I laughed all the way through it. 
um, it tries to have like these heartwarming moments and some of them land, most of them, it's just kind of like, uh, no, that did not work out as well as you thought it would have. Um, but basically it is just like ridiculous fun of exactly what you think it sounds like. Dick Fight Island. If you are interested in a good laugh, <laughs> I would, I would suggest that. Um, I like a laugh. <laughs> I'm not sure about this book. For yeah, me, no, I don't but... think that you should buy this book because I would hate for your daughters, like your very, very young daughters to find this book because, yeah, there's very little in the way of censoring in in this book here. So it is I mean, very probably, much probably, an adult book. Probably need to be censored for my eyes. Like, you know. <laughs> oh, so. uh, yeah. Did you uh, did you read, uh, sorry, watch anything or uh, just got caught up in that book? No, I didn't have time to watch anything this week other than Ghostbusters. Um, so, yeah, just <laughs> just I th- this book came out in May. And since I didn't pre-order it, because I, I buy most of my manga from a small retailer, not off of Amazon. Um, and it had been backordered since May. Uh, so I was just now able to get my copy of <laughs> Dick Fight Island. So, yeah, I was super excited to read it. <laughs> <laughs> um. What do I, yeah, I watched Ghostbusters Afterlife at the start of the week. Um, and then throughout the week, really, it was uh, watching Power uh, still. Like, mm-hmm. So I've now finished season two and started season three. All right, so all right. So Power is really good. Um, still enjoying it? A, yeah, yeah, still enjoying it. Yeah. Um, I do think it probably focuses too much on the drama of their lives rather than the crime. Like, yes. Um, I do think the crime should be, I mean, obviously, yeah. be good to see it. I, I mean, obviously, when I say crime should be increased, I don't mean yeah. that in the real world. <laughs> so, um, but, like, you know, for, for a crime show, yeah. it kind of shocks me how little crime there is. Um, yes. I think that all- was, as as the show went on, I think that would probably be one of my beefs as well. It's like, yeah. I get it. You're... You're trying to leave the crime life behind, but like mm. that's kind of what makes you you. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and the other thing that annoys me, and it's the same that annoyed me about Queen of the South. Have you seen Queen of the South? I have uh, not I seen you, all of it. Yeah, it was the same thing that annoyed me about Queen of the South. They for people as powerful as Ghost and um the girl from Queen of the South. They have very little in the ter- in, in terms of entourage, mm-hmm. and they get too involved in l- like kind of minuscule crimes, like for for the for the place that they're in. Right. And you know, if they were real life running a gang or a cartel or whatever, you wouldn't. They would never be anywhere near most of these crimes. They were. They <laughs> they, they, they they would be. You know, kind of most of these people like like ghost for instance runs a nightclub like that mm-hmm. would be pretty much what he's doing is running a nightclub having meetings with i don't know people in wall street or whatever or entertaining celebrities and you know and he'd kind of just have somebody that would you know kind of almost run this for them mm-hmm. and like when there's a was it in season one roll it roller or something like that the ghost goes and kills um mm-hmm. 
And I just thought, Ghost would never do this. Like, he would have someone do it for him. Like, it it wouldn't even be a thing. Like, he would be nowhere near that scene. Yeah. There's no way, like, he would ever put himself in that room. Like, and um, but but I know a lot of that is because the TV people want to see, you know, like I say, the head of the, you know, Ghost or the head of, you know, the Queen herself, whatever, they want to, see them doing stuff they don't want to just see them sitting in boardrooms because that's kind of boring yeah um but equally like these shows don't have the money to pay for like all these different actors and actresses to be the entourage which you would normally see in a real world game yeah. but so. i think part of the the thing the whole like point especially in the first season was ghost didn't want to do drugs anymore like that he didn't Mm. that's not what he wanted to do like he wanted the club so that he could be legit because Mm -hmm. he thought that he could play with the big boys if he went straight and things just never quite worked out the way that he wanted them to oh no well no so i mean season two and season one are very much the same story like Mm -hmm. about about him trying to go straight by the end of season two um but I do. So I obviously watched the first episode of season three a couple of hours before we came on here. And I love the fact that the episode's called Call Me James. And then by the literally the last line of season three, uh, first episode of season three, he calls someone and says it's Ghost. Like he calls Tommy and says it's Ghost. Yeah. Like, and I was like, the whole episode you've been trying to tell people you're James. Like, and then at the you end. You can't shake like, it that easy. No, 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 I know. Like, but then it's like that whole thing isn't it do you want to shake it right like, exactly like, exactly so like do you want to shake it no you don't want to shake it like you know so um <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah so um but anyway uh oh and reading something i did read actually a comic i haven't read flipping comic for like a month like i'll be honest with you i uh kind of struggled with the whole reading thing the last four or five weeks and um which is unlike me because i love comics i normally will read like a couple of day or whatever you know i've always got a backlog i've always got mm-hmm. like pile, pile, i've got piles and piles of comics that i buy and never read i mean there's a pile over there which i haven't read um you better be careful before cooper takes care of it oh, i know no, that dog eat anything. He no, but literally, if I put those comics in front of in front of him, he'd eat them. But oh, yeah. uh, they are on the table, though. That doesn't stop him now because he's big enough to jump up. So, um, anyway, uh, I went to the comic shop on Tuesday. I was working uh, in town, and I went in and um, I grabbed the first issue of a comic that came out the previous week of uh, She Hulk um, oh, okay. by by Ra- <clears throat> Rainbow Rowell, um, who has recently been writing the Runaways series at Marvel, mm-hmm. but she's a young adult um, author, like um, for, for books. And um, uh, did you hear that? Yeah. Well, that's the dog. Uh, so uh, unfortunately he's not. Uh, apparently he likes She-Hulk too. Apparently he's not sleeping. So <laughs> um, he was asleep. Uh, so anyway but she-hulk i've never read no that's a lie i think i've read one she-hulk story like 20 years ago but other than that i've never read like she-hulk and it was really easy to get into to be honest i mean you kind of don't really need i i kind of know about her already obviously she's the cousin of bruce wayne she got her powers from a blood transfusion she when she turns into the bruce hulk she, banner sorry what i say bruce wayne oh sorry bruce banner yes you're all right bruce banner um <laughs> i was like Wait, a She-Hulk Batman crossover? What? Yeah, I yeah, want to yeah. read that too. Yeah, maybe they, maybe they should make the Hulk uh, and Batman merge together. Like, <laughs> like, 
And um and and so uh anyway, got blood transfusion from Bruce Banner, uh, but when she becomes the Hulk, she maintains her intelligence. She's also a lawyer. I kind of knew all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And actually, it was kind of like a nice intro into her life. Like, and um, it was actually like a really easy read, and like it was it was enjoyable. Actually, I really liked it. And I went back in the shop on Thursday, and I mentioned I. I really enjoyed it. And he said, yeah, like the guy behind the counter said, I've actually heard really good things about She-Hulk issue one. So mm-hmm. I would I'd recommend grabbing it. It was like, it's, yeah, it was an easy read. And you didn't, I didn't feel I needed to know anything other than what I kind of knew. Like yeah. a, okay. There's only one thing, there's only one thing at the end. It ended with some character returning from the dead, so to speak, who I have heard of, but knew nothing about. Mm-hmm. That was the only one thing I was a bit like, I don't know who this jack guy i think i can't remember what it was. i think it was jack of hearts or something like that mm-hmm. and i was like this is the one thing i don't get so hopefully i thought if they if i do read issue two uh hopefully they'll expand on that but um but other than that it was actually quite quite a nice read so yeah well that's good it. to know because it's always so hard to jump into a series that's been ongoing even if it is a new number one so mm. it's nice to know that you can jump into that number one without any kind of background knowledge and still be okay with the story Oh yeah, if you do bomb into comics, honestly, I'd grab that She-Hulk issue one. It's actually quite a nice read. I don't know if I'll necessarily carry on with it because trying to cut down my pull list, mm-hmm. not expand on it. Yeah, um, but, but the series is coming up this year, right? That was another, re- yeah, with um, the girl from... Um, Tatiana. Yeah, ta- uh, Orphan Black, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously well-timed comic series coming out. So Of course. Um, but anyway... Um, Let's jump into some news. So All right. just got a couple of pieces of news here. So one for me, one for you. Uh, like, so excitement time. A Master of the Universe is always a good subject on this podcast. So yep. um, apparently they've found their new He-Man and it's also moving. So basically Sony, from what I've read, is I've had the rights to the movies since like forever or something mm-hmm. um but now it's moving to do a joint venture between mattel films and netflix and the new he-man is going to be a guy i'm not sure if i'm familiar with him i don't know if you are kyle allen from west side story i've not seen west side story uh and he's going to play prince adam he-man wasn't it um, supposed to be uh noah centineo uh, a while ago i thought that when they were talking about doing a new he-man that noah was going to be in that role yeah i think uh, i well i don't know who it was but i heard that there was somebody previously attached to it and that's obviously fallen away so uh, okay um makes sense though for netflix to pick it up since they have masters of the university animated one well they have two animated ones don't they they have the they've got and i don't know if you've heard of it but they've got master of the universe revelation which we reviewed part one of but they've also mm-hmm. got master of the universe um like a young young uh, kids animated show which is kind of more sort of back to basics um but yeah so mm. i've not i've not watched that one but oh well they also so. have that shira uh kids show as well yeah 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 yeah. i actually did watch the first few episodes of that last year actually i should yeah. probably go back like i kind of i kind of had it on in the background like if i um if i was working like mm. i would sometimes i kind of wouldn't I'd kind of like half have an eye on it like i'd kind of put it on because sometimes working in silence gets a bit annoying like when you're working at home i never work without music ever and uh 
I find with me, I find music can help me, but sometimes if I'm tapping my feet, I can get a bit like suddenly I'm like, oh, actually, I'm more dancing than I am working. <laughs> so I tend to not always have music on, but if I have something light in the background on, I feel like that's kind of like being in the office. Yeah. Um, so I, Shiro was quite easy to put on, um, but yeah, I forgot, I forgot that. Like I put the first five or six episodes on and just had it sort of running away. Yeah. Yeah. I, might, I mean, I, might I think that could be it. good for for Netflix. Like they seem to be well, they're raising our prices, so. Uh, you know they better be coming out with some new shit oh yeah well yeah they need more money probably for this new he-man film hopefully they're gonna <laughs> <laughs> so do you think they're gonna have a Dolph Lundgren cameo Ooh, ooh, good question uh maybe they have to don't they surely like... I mean I think it would be more exciting if they had a Frank Langella well, uh, yeah, yeah, that would be freaking awesome. I was gonna if say, if he was like some honest. old dude that owns a bookstore or something, like not actually. No, I was Skeletor. gonna say, bring him, bring him back as Skeletor, like <laughs> just, just do it. Like, why not? You brought back. Um... Oh, you could bring him back as Skeletor, and he like dies at the very beginning, and then like his son that he had with Evelyn or something, like could could take over, and that's how you get like these new younger versions of all these characters no actually just have him as skeletor like you know like, <laughs> like i mean they're doing it they do it with um i'm oh terrible names obviously the guy green goblin and no way home like uh what's his name oh uh willem defoe uh, yeah yeah willem defoe like yeah. he came back like 20 years later yeah, like, you i know. think frank langell is a lot older than yeah willem i know DeFoe, i know I, I know i know maybe he needs a frame or something but like <laughs> um like, <laughs> <laughs> do they um, do they have walkers and like canes well, yeah maybe maybe it's maybe they wheel skeletor in like in a wheelchair yeah or it could be some new technology oh. that they've created or something yeah 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 that could be what they do like how old is he like i don't know i'm imagining he's got to be like pushing 80 that's my guess i mean i feel like he was already old when he did that film way back then 83 yeah. i mean he's still doing stuff like um, I think he could be like the Skeletor that's on the outs, and then oh, we get a new Skeletor come in. I hadn't put this together. He plays Gabriel Gabriel in um, the Americans. I completely like. I just realized that now. Oh, I love the Americans. Have you seen the Americans? No, heard of it. Never watched it. Oh, so good! Like about a Russian undercover family, sleeper family, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway. That's, that's my He-Man news. Basically, there's going to be a new He-Man. The film's going to be directed by Aaron and Adam Nee. nee. Um, and, they, uh, and the screenplay is by somebody called David Callum. Callum, I don't know. Yeah, that makes uh, me nervous because uh, Wonder, Wonder Woman 84 was freaking awful. Yeah, but he did Shang-Chi, which was good. Yes, it was. But... Let's let's hope then that this is definitely more like Shang Chi or Shang Chi. Maybe less like, like Wonder Woman eighty four. Maybe when he wrote Wonder Woman, he was having a bad day, uh, <laughs> or many bad days. Yeah, uh, uh, I don't know that I'm willing to give anybody the benefit of the doubt on that one. Uh, no, I just mean he wrote a really good script with Shang Chi, so I don't know what <laughs> happened. Maybe he was under the weather when he wrote Wonder Woman. Maybe, who knows? <laughs> Something was yeah. off. Um, he was going, he had a bad time like a real yeah, bad time he was on a bad trip for sure oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right so our next piece of news has to be super dope super excited 
guess who is joining the Fast and Furious franchise for Fast 10? Well, I know. Jason Momoa. <laughs> How exciting. Um, so rumor has it that they have been trying to get Jason Momoa into this franchise for a long time. In fact, mm-hmm. he was supposed to have been in Hobbs and Shaw. His He would have played the character that Roman Reigns actually plays, who is uh, Hobbs's cousin. Um, so it's going to be really exciting, I think, to have Jason Momoa and hopefully The Rock, if if he can, him and Vin Diesel can reconcile, um, to have the two of them together. We'll see. I don't know The Rock. I don't know The, the Rock. <laughs> Maybe they just haven't offered The Rock enough money. I mean, it's hard to turn down that kind money. of money, though. Like, although I don't think Rock really needs that money now. This, this is true. Um, yeah. But yeah, so Jason Momoa reportedly set for some sort of villainous role in Fast Ten. How exciting! If they didn't bring back The Rock and like recast um, Hobbs, which they never would, they wouldn't do that. I don't think there's anyone that could play Hobbs. No. There's nobody like The Rock in Hollywood. You know how you get some actors and actresses that are similar? Yes. There's nobody no. like The Rock. Well, the, probably the closest is Vin Diesel. Like, Yeah, okay, well, now... In terms of those type of films? In, only in terms of those type... I, like, I feel like Vin doesn't have that range that The Rock has. Like, Oh, The Rock does comedy well, but I don't think Vin Diesel does comedy well. I mean... What was that movie that he did where he was a babysitter? Pacifier. That actually was quite a good film, <laughs> like, to be fair. Yeah, that, that was quite a good film. I might have to give you that, yeah. But he doesn't do as much comedy. Like, no. He, he can I, do serious and he can do, like, because uh, I actually thought that he was pretty good in Knock Around, guys. Um, where he, he still plays like a, like a goon, but mm. more like the silent deadly type. He doesn't really have much to say. He's just like the muscle. Um, but there was still a lot of emotion that he, he emoted well in that state. Um, but also the Iron Giant, he is fantastic as the voice of the Iron Giant in that film. I've not seen that either. Um, what? You've never no. seen the Iron Giant? No, no. We no. are watching the Iron Giant. 100%. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> oh my God. I cannot believe you haven't seen the Iron Giant. No. What? That is no, something you need to watch with your kids, man. Oh. It's so good. It's so good. That movie still makes me cry. Like Clifford the Red Big Red Dog as well. I am not freaking watching Clifford. Yeah, next week. No <laughs> offense to you, Kay. I am not watching Clifford the Big Red Dog. Like, yeah. Uh, that's Jasmine's reference to our one year, uh, sorry, our end of year episode with the Paperback yes. Skies. So Kay seemed to love the Big Red Dog. Uh, <laughs> I'm not really into wanting to watch that Red Dog film and uh, the Iron Giant has not really appealed to me either. But anyway, um, so we've so gone good. off on a thing here. So we weren't really talking about Vin Diesel. The only thing I would say about Vin Diesel is, I, so where you got The Rock here, like pretty much I think is a lot more versatile. He can take on different, he tends to do the more action and comical roles. Like mm-hmm. I kind of think he, I think he's a little bit samey. He was in that film on Netflix with... Um, Oh, Red Notice. Yeah, I couldn't really watch that film. I I didn't like that film. I got like 20 minutes in and I was like, no, this is... I haven't seen it. 
Um, but The Rock is basically playing. Oh, the guy. Oh, what's his name? The guy who plays Deadpool. Um, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds and um, and The oh. Rock are basically playing the. No, she was good, but the okay. other, but The Rock and uh, Ryan Reynolds are basically just playing the same characters they play in most things, like comedy yeah. action guy. Like um, Ryan Reynolds did a good job in Fr- uh, Free Guy, though. I thought. Like, I am um, waiting for Free Guy to hit Disney Plus, which is supposed to be happening in February. Oh, Free Guy is so good. I like, want to see so that. So funny. Yeah. Um. Oh, I'll be good when you watch it. Let me know. There's a a really funny moment. I don't no, I'm not going to tell you like, until you watch The Iron Giant. Oh, <laughs> There's a really funny moment in Free Guy towards the end. And I was like, oh, so good. Well, it made me laugh really like a lot. <laughs> um, but I don't want to ruin it for you because actually the comedy is more from the fact that it's a surprise. Oh, so. uh, yeah, okay. Um, anyway, I think Jason Momoa would be a good fit for the Fast films. Yeah, I'm excited to see how that plays out. Mm-hmm. We'll see how it goes. Hopefully we do something where we're not going to space. That was oh, really yeah. stupid. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they'll, um, do you know what they could do for the next film is like uh, make like a bit like Speed 2. Like maybe they could race some cruise ships or something like that. Yes. Especially since Jason Momoa was Aquaman. There should definitely be a water component to this oh, next you think, oh, yeah. <laughs> so he like should Submarines or something. Maybe they should cast him as Aquaman in the yes. film. Yes. Yes. Like, Aquaman like... is the new villain for Fast 10. It's universal, unfortunately. So I don't know if Warner Brothers, I don't know if Warner Brothers will go for it, but you could. Ah, oh, dang it! I mean, they made Roger Rabbit, and Disney and Warner Brothers all had characters in Roger Rabbit. So. I mean, they could just call him Ocean Guy, Matt Ocean Man. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, rather than Aquaman, Ocean Guy. Like. Yeah, Ocean Guy. <laughs> Come on, somebody hire us. We're here. We're available. Yeah. We can help you write your new franchise. <laughs> do you know what? Like, it is funny when you do have characters like um, that are in other things. And like, yeah, Ryan Reynolds, obviously, with Deadpool, yeah. the amount of jokes that he made about Green Lantern, like, for instance. Yes. Like, um, <laughs> but anyway, um, we're finished there with that. But we were kind of, before we started recording, we started talking about some rumors and stuff that was going around. And we were like, completely okay, unconfirmed, really... no, uh, nothing behind them so far, but there's still fun to that, think about. Yeah, 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 yeah. So one of the rumors is apparently Tom Cruise uh, could be um, an Iron Man variant in Doctor Strange 2. And now I know for ages they wanted um, Tom Cruise to be Iron Man. Before, Before they Robert got Robert Downey, yeah. Uh, although I think actually it was really good casting with Robert Downey Jr. So, um, and I think if Tom Cruise had been in it, imagine how badly the Marvel universe would have gone. Uh, it would have it, been it would have all been centered around Tom's Tom Cruise universe. Yes, like yeah, it would have been yeah, wouldn't have been the MCU. It would have been the oh. TCU or something. Yes, like that. exactly. Like, like, so, uh, I think if Tom Cruise had been cast as, um, as Iron Man, it would have been awful. Like, I mean, I think he he still would have been able to do a good job, but he is. Oh, uh, it wouldn't. Yeah, a, it wouldn't a have got the MCU. Terror to work with, like, is, it wouldn't is have been the MCU. Yeah, no. It wouldn't have been the MCU. It he would have been. Have the whole... It would have been the Tombers for sure. Hmm. Oh, he would have wanted to show up in every film. Yeah, like, and probably as a main role, he'll be in the Spider-Man. But he would have wanted like... like all the glory, all the glory. Mm-hmm. Like he he would have wanted to be the one to wield Mjolnir. Like he would have been the one to have the shields. He would have wanted it all. 
Yeah, we're like, look, we don't need Avengers with all these different people in. Yeah, we're just going to give him all of the weapons and he'll be everywhere. He'll be Hawkeye, he'll be be Black Widow. We can even make him Hulk too. Like, it's fine. Oh, yeah, yeah. He'll just maybe like film like the whole team. He'll just like play every different role. Like, he'll be Black Widow. Yes, put him in a wig, a red, (laughs) long haired wig. I would pay to see that. So I'm more hoping this whole appearance in Doctor Strange series is more of a cameo rather than, although I don't know if Tom Cruise does cameos, but maybe they've convinced him it'd be funny. Listen, Tom Cruise, he's crazy wild in like his real life, which I'm not going to comment on all of the things that I think are awry with that. But Tom Cruise is really fucking funny when you let him be because he is one of the best parts of Tropic Thunder. Oh, I think, do you know what? As an actor, I think he's an amazing actor. I just think he's got a huge ego. Yes. Like, um, I mean, I think he's a very driven individual. Yeah. Like, in terms of he, and apparently that is like he has, when he's in a movie, he gives it his all. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that he does his own stunts. I mean, that there's that scene where he jumps from one roof to the other and like breaks his foot or something or whatever. Yeah, or and like he's when just, he's uh, actually hanging off of airplanes. Hmm. Yeah, no, no, thank you. No, stunt double. That is your job. Hmm. <laughs> I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you take that one. I'm not hanging from the damn airplane. Yeah, no, 100%. So um, there's a couple other rumors and I've no idea if they're true. I mean, again, uh, we were doing this with no yeah, yeah, I've been doing it with no way home, so we thought we'd do it again. Apparently, rumors, rumors, rumors could could turn out to just be nonsense, but um there's a few with Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Apparently, again, someone said maybe they could show up in Dot Strange 2 as well. Um, I, I imagine they, if that but happened, aren't they done filming that? Like, wouldn't they already had to have filmed any cameos? Yeah, they probably have if they've already done it. So, like, like, so would this have been a since we already have you on the set of No Way Home, we're going to need you for an extra day so that we can film your cameo for this other one too? Yeah, maybe it could be because obviously Doctor Strange was in No Way Home, so they could have just said, "Look, uh, can the three of you just go down that uh, corridor yeah. over there yeah. and um, just just uh, we need need you for ten minutes?" And they're yeah. probably like, "Yeah, right, we're here." So, yeah, uh, <laughs> like. It could. Ju- I, I imagine if they are in it, it's going to be definitely much more of a cameo. I don't think they'll be. It's probably going to have enough. to have something to do with No Way Home directly, like yeah. a scene from No Way Home playing out in a different way than we saw it in No Way Home. Like that would yeah. be my guess if they're going to cameo in the Strange sequel. Yeah, um, and then there's a lot of h- hype and talk about. I think this is probably just more fans, but like around trying to get Sony to make a a Garfield sort of amazing Spider-Man three and and a Tobey to- Maguire Spider-Man four. Yeah. I think that's a lot more. I think that's a lot more fan speculation than yeah. anything else. I mean, I think uh, that everybody was just on a high after seeing them all in No Way Home. So mm. I don't really I, see that happening. Like I don't know I, if I, don't I see, see how it happening. It. I don't know if I see it happening, but I think it would be awesome if they did. Like, and what might be cool is if they put Andrew Garfield and say Venom in the same universe. Mm-hmm. So uh, that would be cool. Um, and I, and I, to be honest, I would love a Sam Raimi Spider-Man four. Like, I mean, he, he would have Toby to read his script. Toby is still my favorite, so like, I'm I'm all for it. But Toby is very much the like old grizzly veteran at this point, mm-hmm. so. There's no way 
that you could do another Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire and him be the main Spider-Man. It would definitely have to be like a passing of the torch. Yeah. I mean, so it'd be I can interesting see you so. using that if you're going to introduce like Spider-Gwen or like someone else. Miles. Miles. Uh, no, I want Miles in the MCU. So I yeah. don't want, I don't want Sony to introduce him. Like if, because we've already got the Spider-Verse films from, from Sony. So like if, yeah. if they're going to introduce Miles, I want Miles to be part of the MCU. Yeah, that would be cool. I mean, see what happens to that. But yeah, anyway, there's just a bunch of rumors and fan speculation. speculation, speculation. And, That's all. And is. probably it's probably fan casting and oh, yeah. fan hope. It's and, all pipe dreams, man. Yeah. That's what that's what podcasting is all about. It's pipe dreams. Like this is yeah. the kind of shit that we want to see on screen. Yeah, I'll be honest. Anything with Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, if I, if they play Andrew Garfield Spider Man the way they did No Way Home, I'd be up for a Spider Man three with him, like. Uh, or him playing more Spider-Man. How he was handled in No Way Home was much better than how he's handled in his yeah. previous two films. It was it was his redemption arc. Hundred percent right. Shall we uh, jump into the main event? Aha! Uh-huh. Here we go. Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yes, it is from Sony, directed by Jason Reitman. Funny fact: that is the son of Ivan Reitman, who directed the original Ghostbusters in 1984. This film was awesome. written by Gil Keenan and Jason Reitman. It is based on Ghostbusters from 1984, which was written by Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramos. Rest in peace. It stars Carrie Coon, Finn Wolfhard, McKenna Grace, Paul Rudd, Logan Kim, Celeste O'Connor, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, Annie Potts, and Sigourney Weaver. Mm. Names you may be familiar with. I wouldn't say the names I'm familiar with were necessarily starred. I would no. say more. No, more like especially Sigourney Weaver. That was well, yeah, that was like post-credits. when her name when her name came up in the titles. I was like, what? Yeah, I thought there was going to be much more than that. But and then they showed her for like three seconds. Like, yeah. yeah. Hmm. So anyway, Ghostbusters Afterlife release date in the US and the UK was the same, nineteenth of November two thousand twenty one. That was in theaters. Obviously, Jasmine said it's out digitally now. So mm-hmm. budget was seventy five million US dollars. So far, the worldwide box office, and there's not much time left, but it's made almost 200 million with 100 total was 195 mm-hmm. million US dollars. Even though so, it seems like that's good, apparently that is not so great because of all of the extra money that all of the COVID delays cost this film. Rumor has it that this film needed to make 275 in order to break even. Well. I don't see it making 275, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. yeah uh, I, I think it's a difficult sell, Ghostbusters Afterlife, but only from an outsider's point of view, in terms of, right, okay, so you've made a completely different style of film than the mm-hmm. first two, and also the original actors are barely in it. I mean, really barely in it. Mm-hmm. So you're essentially advertising it for new people, really. Like, yes. But then as people know it's a sequel... Like, and some of these people, you've got to think there's some 20 year olds that have probably never seen the first two. Yes. So, would they go and see Ghostbusters Afterlife here? And this is a sequel to the film that came out in the 80s. Uh, yeah. I mean, they yeah. even make reference to that in the film at some point when, mm. when one of the kids who is 12 years old in the film and very probably close to that age in real life as well, um, they were like, You don't remember what happened in Manhattan in 1984? And they, they were like, That was 20 years before I was born. Like, yeah. no, of course not. I don't remember that. Well, yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like, I mean, I, I mean, it's, like, say it's a twelve-year-old. So, is the chance a twelve-year-old 
now, for instance, have seen those first two Ghostbusters? Well, probably not, unless their parents made them. Yes. Like, yes. So, um, I've never um, made Unless them. you are the sure. child of a millennial, then I doubt yeah. that 12 year olds yeah. have seen the first two Ghostbuster films. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So, um, anyway, as we said, the movie is a bit of a sequel, reboot, or in the screen Requel. words, a, yeah, a threequel, whatever you want to call it. Like, a requel. So, Oh, is it a recall? Sorry. Yes, yeah. it's a basically, recall. basically a reboot sequel. It is basically a reboot sequel, though, isn't it? Let's be yes, honest. It, so it really um is. It, it's a sequel if you want to think it's a sequel, or it's a reboot if you want to think it's a reboot that plays tribute to those two films. Mm-hmm. And the film, uh the film itself is about um what should we call it like a much more serious style of film. Although Paul Rudd does bring some comedy. Yes. I would say it has its cheesy moments, but it's definitely, it's definitely more like a family pulling at the heartstrings kind of film more so than a campy, a straight campy cheesy horror film that the first film was. Yeah. I, uh, and that's the thing when i saw the trailer for it like god the trailer must have come out like well over a year ago oh yeah um i was like this is i thought the trailer before yeah that's cool i was like this is not the ghostbusters i remember so and that that and that's the weird thing so anyway um probably just jump in actually yeah i was gonna say me and mark though we we have another film here where we differ greatly on like how how I don't know. I think I liked it a lot more than Mark did, which is usually rare. It's usually the other way around. Mark usually likes stuff a lot more than I do. I I don't hate this film. Like, um, but anyway, go on. You do your thoughts on the movie. I really enjoyed this movie. I mean, I the nostalgia value was so high for me because I remember being a kid and having Ghostbusters toys of my own. So the fact that we get to see a kid go through the motions of like getting to use the Ghostbuster tools from back in the day, like it it was almost like I can definitely imagine myself as Phoebe Um, just because like I would, I would lose my mind if I had the opportunity to use a proton pack. Like, are you shitting me? I would like, lose my mind i used to when i like i had a whole ghostbuster set when i was a kid i had the proton pack i had the ghost trap i had a uh an ecto one like oh my god i was obsessed with ghostbusters so for me watching this film with all of that original nostalgia from the first ghostbusters film like really just took me back to like how fun it was back then to be a fan of ghostbusters I had all no. the toys too. Like I had the building, the firehouse, yep. the firehouse. I, had, I had the car, I had loads of the figures. Oh, yeah. Um I had Slimer. I had some of the stupid, stupid sort of bad guys that they had. I was I had super one... disappointed there was no Slimer in this one. No, there was a Slimer. Uh, oh, yeah, but no, he had a different name. He was Muncher. He was not Slimer. Uh, yeah, but he was Slimer. Like <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but he's he, not he, as he cool as Slimer though. He was basically Slimer. Yeah, like, but the point of Slimer was Slimer interacted with the Ghostbusters. So he hmm. was kind of like that annoying thing that you just can't get rid of versus Muncher was just like background. Hmm. Well, Muncher did have a uh, 
did have a use later in the film. Um, yes. So, uh, but anyway, uh, my thoughts on this movie. Right, okay. So, like, yeah, the trailer and stuff, like I say, it was very action-packed, slightly mm-hmm. comical, but and but mainly seemed to steer around the seriousness, and, mm-hmm. and that didn't play out throughout the film. It was a, quite a slow build uh, movie, um, <clears throat> incorporated, I think, enough sort of nods of the hat to the originals like and um i like the fact they even showed some footage on youtube in the movie of the like the trailer that they made which i thought was cool like if you've got a problem you know like and um yeah i thought it was pretty cool and i loved how the original ghostbusters showed up at the end Mm -hmm. um i did like the fact that they must have got um permission from the family but like having egon as a ghost at the end like um so it was digitized and it kind of like the way that they did what's his face in that star wars film since he had died yeah 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 Yeah, that's what i thought of and i thought to myself okay look is this a nice thing to do like in terms of uh, so i was thinking this like i've thought this before like what's to stop people say if like i don't know we were joking about tom cruise what's to stop tom cruise if say tom cruise died and the studio going, do you know what? We're just going to make Tom Cruise films without him. He's dead, you know, and we're just going to keep casting some, get some yeah. random guy to fill the physical part, but just we're going to just constantly use Tom Cruise's face. And there's a danger, I think, if you go too far with it, yeah. you could end up cutting people out of, you know, jobs. Um, Listen, the technology is there and it's been there for a long time because uh, James Cameron really wanted, I want to say James Cameron really wanted Jet Li to have mm. some kind of role in Avatar. And he wanted to use like all of Jet Li's moves and he wanted to digitize those moves mm. and Jet Li refused. He was like, no, you, you can't have my moves without me. Mm. Uh, so people have been trying to do that for a while now. So I imagine, especially if meta has their way and we end up getting like a metaverse, like. It, it is coming. It is 100% coming very soon, I imagine. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Maybe they, they, you know, they, yeah, I don't know. Like, I was born in the 80s. I'd be quite happy to go back to four channels and no internet. And I'm not joking. I love the internet. <laughs> but, 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 like, I don't know. I do think these people with a lot of money yes. are trying to really push technology and eventually you're going to end up with these low-level positions, like, gone. And what's going to happen to poor people? Like, yeah. It's, get, it's getting people. wild. It is yeah, definitely yeah. getting wild. The, the technology is there. So with this one, um, they actually did have a, phys- a person playing Ghost Egon. And that person, mm-hmm. again, was Ivan Reitman, who was the original director, and this director's father. So he played the physical version of Egon that we see as a ghost. But mm-hmm. Egon's face was digitized over Ivan Reitman's face. I'm pretty glad they didn't speak though, because I, I did also yeah. think that that wouldn't necessarily be nice. Because I assume the family had given permission for him to be in it. But how weird would it be if they got him to speak and digitized yeah. his voice to sound like him? I, I think that would they be did kind that. Of creepy. Yeah, I think they did that way on purpose because uh, mm. before he died, he actually had a series of strokes. And he lost his ability to communicate. So oh, okay. um, I think I didn't realize that. them not him not speaking um, was was probably uh, 
a nod to that. Okay. It's my guess. I have no proof of that, but that would be what my guess is. Yeah. So the original Egon actor, Egon Spengler, played by mm. Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis passed away in 2014. Yeah, quite a while ago now. Yeah. But yeah, no, in terms of my overall thoughts, you know, I didn't hate this movie. Did I love this movie? Not really, no. Like, um, but looking at it overall, I think it did enough. I think it was a good intro movie in terms of if you didn't know about the two previous Ghostbusters, you could have easily watched this without knowing. Yeah, I think that's um, fair. And I think it was a good introduction movie to all these new characters and a reintroduction to the original Ghostbusters. Yes. And it definitely sets up a sequel, which actually I think if yes. there was going to be a sequel, I think that sequel would play much more towards the first two Ghostbusters movies in the 80s. Yeah. That's how it appeared to be leading. Now, with what you said about the fact that they needed to make $275 million to break even, um, it does leave me to be concerned that this could be a one and done. So. Yeah. I, I, I feel like the critical reception was good enough that in spite of a loss, they can always just blame that loss on COVID. Um, so I would not be surprised if we do get a sequel, even if this do- if this does not produce the numbers that they thought it would, mm. because I think going forward, people have found a way to work through COVID. Um, so I, I I can see them making another one, and I I agree. I think they set it up pretty well. And if they do make another one, it looks like we're going back to New York City. I would be happy with that. So anyway, Which we'll get to that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So characters, there's many um, new characters. Uh, there's many, no, there's not many, but there's a few returning. There's a <laughs> there's few, a few old heads. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So did you have any favourites from the returning people? Yes, Annie Potts. I had always loved Annie Potts' character in the Ghostbusters films. And so to have her back, I just, I got such a kick out of seeing her again. Um, trying to think in terms of originals I I know it was only really really minor like but I I, I did love that after credit scene between Bill Murray and Scotty yeah. Weaver like <laughs> that for me was a brilliant thing and I love the fact that he was he'd mark the cards and yeah, he was that admitting he's still to like a cheat yes yeah, yeah and I love the fact that he admitted that he only used to shock the guys and scorny like i love the chemistry between the two of them yeah like, um yeah i thought that was really good to be honest I, oh, yeah like i was gonna say i love them all but like i love but i did love particularly that scene between bill murray and scorny weaver yeah so i think it's good that they did get her back even if it was i think she had more so, scenes uh they ended up getting cut is is what okay. i heard yeah uh, okay so I was gonna say, if it's just that one scene, like I mean, she could have probably done that at home. So, like, in fact, I mean, they filmed it at her house, and Bill Murray yeah. just came over. Yeah, yeah, he, came, he was coming over, and he, they they rang him up and said, "What are you up to today?" Well, I'm just going yeah. to to Scorny's house. Like, oh, yeah. can we just send someone over with a camera yeah. and some cards? Like, yeah, just, you know. just give us an hour. We'll we'll be out of here <laughs> in an hour. <laughs> um. So anyway, there's a lot of new characters. Do you have a favorite of a new character? I have two. I have two. Okay. I mean, clearly it's hard not to have this one as a favorite, but like Phoebe was 
obviously, very obviously, oh, like, yeah. a favorite. But also, I loved podcasts. That kid was so cute. Like, mm. I, I loved the awkwardness that he had, but I also liked the, like, friendship that him and Phoebe formed. Um, because I think that, like, I don't know, as opposed to, like, you're a nerd and I'm a nerd, let's be friends. It was just kind of, like, they kind of embraced their awkwardness together. Um, yeah. And so I just really appreciated that. So I really, really, really liked podcasts and Phoebe. I think I think Phoebe actually is a really good choice in terms of um, like favorite characters of the new one. She really she kind got of the most stole, to do. stole the show. Yeah, she did definitely. She was um, she was endearing. She had the most insight. She had uh, she had the brains to like connect the genius of Egon from you know old from the old days to bring in that same element into this film. Mm-hmm. Um, and also she was it, it, like, she came into it with no, no horse in the game at all. So we actually see a full arc for her character because when we first start, she's basically more interested in like experimenting than she mm-hmm. is paying attention to any kind of family drama. And so by the very end, she's kind of like, I can't believe that you never told me who my grandfather was and this, that, and the other. And so she goes from this kid who doesn't really care about other people to being this kid that now sees the connection between like her love of science and like the, the, the kind of work that her grandfather did. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know. I was thinking in terms of characters, I, I actually do think the, the younger actors, like, like you say, podcast and Phoebe and, mm-hmm. Trevor and Lucky, uh, they all did really well together in terms of how they bonded. Yeah. Um, I think Trevor does, does stand out really well. Mm-hmm. But actually, I quite liked his sort of love interest, Lucky. Yeah. Um, I think I I've never seen her. Um, I've got her name in front of me, Celeste um, O'Connor. I've never yeah. seen her in anything else. I don't somewhere. think I've seen her in anything either. No, I've got her IMDb in front of me, and there's nothing here that I've seen. There's only a few. There's literally like... One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, six, she's pretty. She's pretty. Seven, new. Th- seven things. Two are in development or something like that. Uh, so I've not seen her in anything. But I thought she was really good. I, I thought she was really strong. Um, I loved her bit at the end where she has a proton pack. Uh, it didn't go too well for her, but I love. I did love. <laughs> I did love her bravado. I thought she yeah. was pretty cool. So yeah. Uh, yeah, she's definitely a favorite of mine. I think they had a good strong female cast in this. Which is yeah. quite interesting. So considering yeah, the next considering thing we're talk about. how everybody shat on the 2016 version of the film or the 2016 yeah. Ghostbusters film that came out. Um, so yeah, the 2016 version uh, had um, Melissa McCarthy, Kirsten Wig, Kate McKinnon, and Lizzie Jones. So mm-hmm. I watched that film. Have you seen it? Yes. I actually really liked the female Ghostbusters movie. Me I thought it was actually too. it was really freaking funny. Mm. Yeah, I, I thought it was a hilarious film. My kids actually really liked it as well. My youngest one, especially, has watched that female one loads of times because it was kind of their generation film. Right. Like when, when I was a kid, obviously we had the original Ghostbusters. So I love the fact that we had this female Ghostbusters movie and my youngest kid actually seemed to really like it, what kept watching it over and over. So yeah, I think it's a bit disappointing that. They haven't got that now. Like, so um... yeah, well, there was 
there was so much discourse when this film came out. And of course the fanboys were the worst about it because they were just so butthurt that God forbid women become ghostbusters. <laughs> and um, so like with the new, with the director of this one, Jason, he actually said that he, at first it was like, he didn't like the idea of a new ghostbusters film that really didn't have any ties to the original uh, two, yeah. But he said he was inspired by uh, Paul Paul Fage's uh, all women cast, and that was when he got the idea that he wanted a younger generation of Ghostbusters, and he wanted two guys and two girls to mm-hmm. to be the four. So yeah. he he says that he was inspired by that 2016 film to include girls into yeah. the Ghostbusters mix. So. Um, I like, I like that part of it. I mean, and I, I just, it, it's always frustrating when people get so upset, like at a recasting, um, Mm -hmm. I enjoyed that film for what it was. Like if you, if you took it out of the context of this is not a sequel, then there wasn't much to be upset about because it was not a direct connection to the other films. So did it have the same, like nostalgia feel no it didn't it felt like i was watching a totally different film that could have been like in a ghostbusters adjacent universe um but it was still a lot of fun that 2016 film and chris hemsworth was hilarious oh no no he was good too i you know i also i did really like that 2016 one and i would watch it again i had no problem well what i think they should have done with the 16 version was actually made that a sequel to the original two like rather than trying to make it essentially a completely brand new thing um i think they should have linked it in with the originals like they did with this afterlife movie they should have linked that movie and i think had they because they obviously all the originals did show up uh for cameos i think it would have been much better if they could have had them just show up as cameos in a follow-up movie which they did in this film so yeah i think it could have been better if they had had a direct connection and that film in 2016 could have done what this one did. And, but instead of kids, like one of the Ghostbusters, one of the new Ghostbusters could have been Egon's daughter. Like, and that could have been like a big reveal that comes at the end of the film, which was why, like how she got involved with the whole paranormal research in the first place. You know, it could have, if they, if they were able to incorporate a familial connection in in this film the 2021 film there's no reason they couldn't have done that in that 2016 film just to bring everything together um and i i don't know i think maybe part of the problem was like everybody seems to go into films nowadays and they're thinking two or three movies ahead you know and it's like focus on actually telling a story that comes to a conclusion in this film and if this film does well, then we can go to the next one. But it's like so many people put the cart before the horse. It's like you're mm. banking on getting to the point where you have the opportunity to have a sequel or a third film. And it's like you waste so much time instead of tightening up your story. And and now, like, nothing is ever going to come of that 2016 film, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I liked the 16 version. I think it was funny. It was it was nice, actually kind of nice family, light-hearted film. And, mm-hmm. you know, as a guy with two daughters, like I think it was quite nice to see something like that. And my seven-year-old actually, she was obviously younger when it came out, but 
she's actually I think well no she didn't watch it when it first came out but she definitely watched it in the last year or two and she but she's really like falling in love with it and probably watched it 10 or 20 times and uh there used to be a thing where she used to say oh can we put Ghostbusters on and I and I knew what she meant she meant the girl one not the yeah. one from the 80s so <laughs> I I like I say I enjoyed that 16 version I think where it went wrong was it shouldn't have been its own thing. I think they should yeah. have linked it to the original two um, and still had the new formation of a team. Yeah. Um, but I, and I think the original Ghostbusters, their cameo should have been as the characters from the eighties. So, and like you say, it would have been cool if maybe like one of the girls had been the daughter of, you know, one of the Ghostbusters or something like that. So mm-hmm. that would have been a good linkage, but anyway, they didn't do it. They screwed it up. And yeah. I think we've got, Ghostbusters Afterlife really is a result of that. So, yeah. um, so what what do you think about sort of I guess the structure and style of the movie? Um, I oh, Afterlife, obviously. I liked it. I the only thing I'll say is I can I can understand the emotion behind Carrie Coon's character, who is Egon's daughter, mm-hmm. estranged daughter, um, but that whole thread like i think it was meant to be snarky and like very kind of nonchalant like the way that she was like very much i I don't care i'm here to sign papers i'm here to collect money like i don't care about what else is happening um i thought that that became a little bit like overbearing as the film Mm. went on and it was just like does she literally not have anything else to talk about? Like, is that, is that the only way that you wrote this character was that the only time she opens her mouth is when she is bad mouthing her estranged father or her now. I I personally didn't like how much they bashed him as a character in the movie. And I know they kind of redeemed that at the end where they all suddenly were hugging his ghost and stuff like that. But I just thought you're really bagging on someone's character who is actually dead in real life and not actually I know, I know, I know that's like why they kind of had that set up because he's not alive and they're kind yeah. of trying to explain why he was kind of outcast in the originals and that's why essentially he can't show up. So they were kind of, I don't know, they kind of just. But it made I, I know, like I, the way that I didn't she's like, written, I didn't like they bad mouthed mouth him, to be yeah. honest. Like, I, I didn't like her character because it seemed like, okay, you're, I get it. You're mad at your dad because he left. Okay, fine. But like, you have two kids at this point. Like uh, you have to get over it and like actually raise your own damn children, like, and stop, like, let it go at some point. Right. Like, and I just felt like she was probably the least effective character in this film. I mean, I just did not care what happened to her at all, you know? And um, I think that kind of sucks. Like I, I wish they had written her differently. Um, and especially kind of the way that she is just like basically like given up on Phoebe. She's like, I don't really know what to do with her. She doesn't open up to me. She doesn't talk to me. And then at one point she's like, I really wish that she would just kind of, you know, act her age and get into a little bit of trouble. And then when Phoebe gets into a little bit of trouble, she like loses her shit. And I'm like, you literally just said you wish your daughter would get into a little bit more trouble. And now that you got to go pick her ass up out of jail. Now it's because like, it's an inconvenience to her. Yeah, so I I really disliked that character very much because I just thought it was like, you just aren't going to be happy with anything that's happening, are you? Um, I think for me, the start of the movie, 
because it's I love the original 80s comedy style films. Yes. So I didn't go into this expecting a comedy. I expected it to be serious and action packed. Mm -hmm. And for me, it just wasn't serious enough enough and action packed as it probably could be. Like I was hoping, um, I don't know, just for more, like more, but it only really got good. I think once they got the car out, the Ecto one and and like that, where they had all this sort of going around the town, even though they were destroying buildings and stuff. Like I liked the fact they kind of were trying to do good. Yeah. but no, I, I think it's actually quite a good um, movie in terms of introducing us to a new cast and sort of yeah. fleshing that out, but then also bringing in the original cast around sort of um, sort of the last 10 or 15 minutes, really. Yeah. I thought so, that they handled the originals well because they literally brought them in as like a mentor role. And if yeah. you're going to do something that happened, like you're bringing in characters that were created 37 years ago, like this is a really good way to do it don't give them the opportunity to come in and like steal the scene. Like, cause I, and I really appreciate that too. Like they didn't save the day. Like they showed up at the very end of the, you know, the climax when they're fighting Gozer and, but like they still needed the new kids to help them get everything done. Um, so I, I liked that they brought them in, but like they, they did not bring them in as like the saviors of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, you just said about obviously they brought the originals back in, mm. kind of, but didn't say they reminded me a lot of what we talked about last week was Scream, uh, yeah. Scream Five. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> how they brought um, Sydney Prescott and Gail Weathers in, yes, more towards the end of the movie, but they kind of weaved them in a little bit earlier. But when they killed a bad guy, they didn't actually kill them. So really, it was the new cast that actually killed both the bad guys. Yes but they had them involved enough. And this kind of was a bit the same. So mm-hmm. although the original cast came back, and it was a very cool moment that we saw them there with their suits on, their proton packs, yes. and they and they just crossed the streams. But actually, like, it was the new cast that stepped in and saved the day. Yes. Um, I think that was pretty cool. So yeah. it was nice to have them in there, but we've got to recognise that now this movie was about really the new cast. And right. I would have liked to have seen the original cast in it a little bit more. Yeah, like, but it really did feel like a passing of the torch. Like it, yeah, yeah, it felt yeah. like because Phoebe called uh, Ray and hmm. was like, "Yo, look, I'm I'm calling A because you're the Ghostbusters. Something is happening here. But also B, Egon is my grandfather and he is dead. So we really need some help. Um, hmm. So again, bringing them in as like a you have been here before, like." please help us figure this out. But they're not like running away or like waiting for the old guys to save the day. Like these kids were really industrious and they really had their shit together. And they <laughs> very much were like, no, we're going to figure this out. Like we, well, I mean, really, well, well, I mean, Egon, Egon set it all up. Like, so yes, I guess he did. I guess, I guess if you, yeah, I mean, we we'll talk about the connections to the original films now, like, um, so, I mean, well, actually, before we do, overall, the structure of this film, I think it was quite slow in the beginning. Yes. Um, I would definitely have cut out some of the beginning. Um, it was very much world, world building again, I guess. But I did enjoy seeing the world building. I think it was probably a little bit too slow at the beginning. Yeah. But I loved it once we got into it and we got the car out and we got mm-hmm. the suits on and, and you know, when they were fighting, uh, trying to get 
this world's new version of Slimer and, yeah. and kind of just destroying Muncher. the city. <laughs> Muncher, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure it's meant to be Slimer. So. <laughs> Uh, and I love seeing Paul Rudd getting chased through Walmart, even though yes. there's no one in oh Walmart. Oh my god! Like the stay puffed. That that yeah. sequence was so cute. It was so cute. Um, and even and towards the end, how they had the whole setup, and now kind of link this back to the nostalgia moment. I love the fact that it very much in the last ten minutes when they brought back the original cast and we had Winston and sort of the montage at the end and it feels to me you know sort of the cut scenes and even did you see the last cut scene at the very very end like after the titles yes okay so yeah well, so winston obviously now is it feels preparing to me, the x01 yeah and like but also the firehouse and yes. uh, it and very the much containment feels to, tank yeah it feels to me like very much set up for a sequel yes which i feel would have winston as more of a consultant type role i think you'd see think winston so. in it a lot more in the second film. Yeah. I think if there's going to be a sequel, which I, oh, I struggle to see if there will be, I feel that the original, that I feel that the follow-up will link a lot much more closely. So yeah. I think this was a good potential stepping stone, new film, like introduction, stepping stone movie for a hopeful follow-on, which I think that follow-on would play a lot closely, a lot closer, sorry, to those first two movies from the 80s. That's mm-hmm. kind of my my thoughts. I think this was your stepping stone. Essentially, you're back to future two, isn't it, really? This is a stepping stone movie. Yeah. Like, like it's kind of reboot, sequel movie to get you with the new cast. But I think that a Ghostbusters Afterlife 2 would be very close to what we had originally in the 80s. Maybe not the comedy, so much yeah. but i think it would have the same sort of i guess energy and it would be pretty cool to see i don't know how they would do it because obviously there'll be kids so i don't know like well i think uh unless if, they go to school in new york like yeah, maybe if they well if if it plays out that way and winston does play a big part he is definitely going to be in some kind of like godfather type role because mm. I imagine since he is like a bajillionaire at this point, like he would end up paying for them to move to New York since they got evicted from their apartment in Chicago, since they're pretty much nothing going on at the dirt ranch in Oklahoma. Like yeah. they, where else are they going to go if they don't go back to New York? Um, so I think that could be really interesting to, if he were to, be that like financier kind of daddy warbucks so to speak um, to kind of fund them to come to new york city and if done well enough that would also be an opportunity to incorporate some of the 2016 film into this one as well if they were to do a sequel now you don't have to have like a full-on mashup film but like at least acknowledge that they're part of the same universe, you know, if you go back to New York city. Yeah. I don't think they're going to have it that they're part of the same universe. I think that they potentially could have those females in there as new characters. Cause that, that female cast was a complete reboot, like yeah. relaunch or whatever. That was a separate thing. Um, I don't, I don't know. Like, Maybe they maybe they should have their own multiverse. And, <laughs> um, but anyway, so there was a lot of links for this film with the original car, uh, oh, original yeah. movies. 
I love the fact that we had the key master and the gatekeeper and the dogs yeah. and yeah. Gozer and the you same know, like, trio like, of villains from the first one are back. I thought that was quite a nice touch. It very much yeah, was. I, a, was I, feel, I felt that very outfit Star Wars. Still the same. Like, it was amazing. Yeah, different character. Good. Olivia Wilde played uh, Gozer in this one, mm. but she was voiced by uh, Cheryl Agdashalu, which. If you are a fan of The Expanse, that is Christian Avasarala. She is a fantastic actress. She has an amazing voice. Um, so she was the voice of Gozer. But it was really kind of fun to see a villain return like that. Like, mm. we haven't seen that villain in 30 years. And she, like, still has the same kind of swagger that she had 37 years ago. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, love, I loved, um, actually, um, Phoebe making all the jokes of her at the front and stuff like that. And then yeah. also when Bill, when Bill Murray was making the jokes as well, yes. like, I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> so, um, like, oh, Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd, honestly, funny, funny guys. Yeah. Like, uh, I'd love to meet those two. Like, <laughs> they are hilarious, like, in all honesty. So I loved all the linkages, and I loved how they did play tribute to Egon like, and had his... What I love is at the beginning that they don't show his face; they have yeah. someone else playing playing that part. But obviously, you know it's Egon. Yes. Right? So, um, and then you find out for definite it's Egon, but you kind of knew yeah. it was Egon because the yeah. fact they weren't showing the face, and then obviously getting killed off, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but it was kind of nice that they incorporated his death into that at the beginning. So, yeah, I thought the film did really well paying tribute to the originals. Yeah, definitely, and I love that it was all connected. Like it is, it's literally the same sort of issue that they had in the first film where this building was meant, was built by this guy who was like obsessed with the occult and the building was meant to be a beacon for evil to make its way into this world. And when that building was destroyed, the implication is that same designer took his ass from New York all the way to Oklahoma and built the same thing in the middle of nowhere. And that is why Egon left uh, because he followed that guy who was played by J.K. Simmons in Afterlife as a cameo. And they said that that was because J.K. Simmons and the Reitmans are good friends. And so it was kind of like a favor, like called in by a friend, like, yo, man, come be in my movie for like 10 minutes, please. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I, I love that they made that same connection where it's like, so we tried it in New York. It didn't work in New York. I picked up my evil enterprise, moved it to the middle of nowhere in Oklahoma and tried to make it work there. And then the damn Ghostbusters still stopped me from, from doing it down here. So I thought that, that that whole connection, tying everything together was not just do we have the original Ghostbusters, but we've got the same architect. We've got the same evil villain. Like It is literally a direct connection of the stuff that happened in the first film it, we didn't finish it the way that we wanted to. So we're just going to go ahead and move that on to this third film that, that we are putting in this franchise. Makes me wonder if like, if they do a sequel, whether they'll link it to um, the Vigo. second film. Yeah. Vigo. Yeah. Like, so I know, I think the actor's dead, isn't he? But like, um, it would be pretty cool if they somehow maybe, I don't know, recast or something yeah. like that, but it would be pretty cool if they had that as well. Uh, a bit a bit like they did with um, the new Star Trek. They kind of did the Wrath of Khan again, didn't they? Mm -hmm. So it would be cool if they had that again. Like, yeah. So I prefer the second one to the first one, Ghostbusters. Oh, no way. No, well, no. The second one was way scarier. So I definitely yeah, yeah, I preferred think, yeah. the first film. 
uh yeah vigo was way too way too scary for me as a kid uh so i like the first one better because the stay puff marshmallow man was just too damn cute um but like as far as sequels go i the only reason i think that they would have to go all the way back to new york is because we saw that light flashing when uh when winston brought the ecto-1 back to the firehouse Hmm. and that was the containment tank where they would put the ghosts after they had put them in traps so Hmm. what has happened to this firehouse all this time who has been maintaining it because somebody had made a joke earlier in the film that the firehouse had gotten turned into a starbucks but it didn't look like yeah i know no that's what that's the one thing i wondered whether it was a plot hole or whether it was a joke yeah so um because when when they showed it i was like well that's not starbucks yeah exactly exactly like who has been maintaining this containment field all this time like has Winston really been coming back to this firehouse and checking on the containment to make sure that everything was still like, so I'm, I'm very interested in that little nugget that they left in the post credits about the containment tank. I think maybe like, maybe the Starbucks thing was just what they tell people maybe. Maybe. Like, maybe, yeah. maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. So, um, but anyway, we've kind of, uh i don't know is there anything you want to add really like i don't think there's anything worth adding to this other than no. yeah so i hope there's a sequel me too like me yeah too. I, I like I think the kids gave... i like the new characters um i i thought it was a really good like passing of the torch kind of film like it yeah yeah it felt like a continuation but at the same time it felt like something new which is kind of hard to do well and i feel like they did it pretty well um as far as like bridging the gap bridging a 37 year gap yeah i think i think it was handled as well as it could be uh in terms of it's difficult isn't it like when you're following up something you love as a kid like and i mean even even the scream films every time they make a follow-up i'm like oh i love the original screams so like <laughs> for me this i think this movie would be like if they said they're making a back to the future four i'd be like okay i want to see it but i don't want them to ruin it like yeah. don't mess up my uh, childhood yeah 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 like i'm happy that they've never made a follow-on from number three yeah so, um so we're a little bit i did, that's why i didn't mind the 2016 one too much because it was not a continuation it was his mm-hmm. own thing this is a continuation whilst also being its own thing yeah. so i obviously walked in there unsure of how this would go <laughs> so yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, I think I enjoyed it. I just didn't love it. So, but anyway, what, what would you rate it out of five? Um, I keep flopping between like a three and a half and a four. I, I really, really, really enjoyed the way that they tied it out. You know, fuck it. Four. I'm giving it a four. I'm giving it a four. Yeah. I'm going to give it a three. So. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm putting that. Like, so hopefully it gets a follow on, which I think would be better. Um, but, yeah. but who knows? I mean, maybe so. we get more from Paul Rudd's character too. Like he, he was, he was good. a bit of a nothing. Yeah. Like but he this. didn't really do much. Um, yeah. I mean, they could have got anyone to play the role he played in. Yes, exactly. So I think they put him in there cause he's a big name. Yes, of course. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't even know if he had a proton pack at any point. I think he just was. No, just, because he got well, possessed by the Keymaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, what I mean is I was kind of thinking that he might be one of the new Ghostbusters, but. Oh, wasn't. yeah. So I was kind of thinking that's where this movie was going to go, but no. 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 Uh, anyway. It's the kids. It's the kids. 
it's all about the kids so yeah. um i know i know it doesn't help that one of the guys in there was from stranger things but it kind of gave me a stranger things vibe in terms of how it was more grounded yeah so. well finn wolfhard said that he didn't think that they were actually going to cast him because uh, he was like uh, because it was just it just was too obvious that I was a fan of Ghostbusters like I didn't think I would get this part he's like especially after we dressed up as a Ghostbusters in Stranger Things he's like I just <sighs> never thought that they would actually call me back well maybe that's why they're like oh he, look he looks yeah. the part like, yeah he so, looks the part yeah yeah so I think he did well in the film but I think the style of it gave me very much Stranger Things vibes yeah. so well I think they did try to go darker like it was very mm. apocalyptic and there's like this storm coming and it was very dramatic mm-hmm. yeah so Anyway, so next week we will be reviewing so we did we did two, season two last year um, and uh, this next week we're going to be reviewing a discovery of witches season three the so, third and final season of I discovery know. of witches do you know what though I'm pleased as a final season like in terms yeah. of I don't I don't I hate like I, we say this all the time I hate it when you get like season 17 I'm like yeah no we don't just, no we don't like like the, the story Anatomy, has an end Grey's, okay it, it, Grey's it's Anatomy over. needs to stop Grey's Anatomy <laughs> needs to stop like law and order maybe not so much because it's procedural who cares but like yeah. I don't watch law and order but just sometimes people need to just become more creative <laughs> like yeah. so i'm pleased that discovery which is is also ending so yeah um i've actually seen the first two episodes of season three um i haven't had time to watch the others so but i will watch them before we record next week yes uh anyway you can watch this sorry watch and listen to this podcast wherever <laughs> but um anyway that was what you were going to say social media geeks and niches everywhere instagram facebook and twitter yes and as Mark was saying, you can get the yes, podcast. Yes, I know. Jumped on your thing. Wherever you get your podcast, Google, Podbean, Apple, Spotify, we are everywhere. So please leave us a five star review and tell your geeky friends. And we will see you next week. Good journey. Bye.